On the spencer of the pest, poking out at the cons, renaissance fest, watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fan. fanboys. <laughs> This is Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, a man who exercises in futility, Derek McCall. That was good. That was good. Oh, ouch. This is Derek McCall, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California on Wednesday. Is this the 11th, January It is 11th? the 11th. And uh, so... Uh, what do to, I look like, Calendar Man? No, to my right is my fabulous announcer, Mr. Peter Brady. Well, it's time to change, yeah. Lopez. And across from me is podcast producer and moral compass. Low impact futility, Rick Brett Snyder. Huh. Should probably explain why my voice is the way it is. Because you just turned 15? No, um, I've had my vocal cords removed and replaced <laughs> with? with an iPod shuffle. And uh, it's auto-tuned. Every day he's shuffling. Um, and uh, T-Pain did the surgery. So, thank you. Oh, well, all right. That's a long then. ways to go. Okay. That. And uh, a little later, we're promised that... Uh, and I've been sick. Yes. Oh. Uh, that's really the answer. Right. And uh, I understand, or at least via we text may have message, a, we've we been may, told we a, may fourth, have a fourth panelist a fourth will be here this mystery evening. mystery panelist. That you may arrive. Nate. Right. I didn't say that. Somebody, I heard Nate. No. No. It was Rick. No. no. He said Nate. No, no, no. You, and then he stopped himself. Could you play, back play it back? Play, play it back. Play it back the tape. Nate. I never said Nate. T-Pain. Okay, so we got some comics news. We got some movie news. We got some TV news. And the big comic news this week... Uh, it's a shame Nate's not here yet. Oh, cat out of the bag. Uh, or Nate out of the bag. Maybe we should wait until they get it. Let's skip to something else. Do you want to skip to something else? We'll get I know, I know big news. I know big news. So let's talk about... Let's tease it. Let's talk about New 52 in, in the meantime. The because the crossovers are happening. Yeah. They're starting to happen. And but now, they said crossovers weren't going to happen. Exactly. They did. But, They've been lying to us all over. Of, no, 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 no. Listen. Okay, so let, let's get there. So far, we know, you know, you know that there's that Pandora. You know that's leading towards a huge one. But they still haven't explained what that one's going to be. But there are many crossovers. That's that, going to be the new crisis. That actually makes sense organically. Uh, the and one, some that don't. The one that I picked up uh, this last week was Animal Man and Swamp Thing, which we knew, you know, they made That totally sense. makes sense. Totally makes sense. Sense. Except I'm not reading Animal Man, I, but I don't think you need to. I still Good. feel like the swan. Like all they needed was Mineral Man, and then I they'd feel have like a, uh, that's actually was a challenge of the unknown. Oh, um, well, there you go, animal, see? vegetable, mineral, mineral yes, man. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could play ugly, twenty questions. Ugly guy. Yes, yes. Uh, but I think you can read Swamp Thing and not necessarily need to pick up. We'll, we'll test man. that theory. But I would say. Actually, if you get a chance to go back and get like the trade paperback when they collect the the Animal Man, okay. it will be worth it. Because actually, last week I read Animal Man number five, and it was the first time I I, I opened it up and went, "Oh my gosh, wow!" I, I felt very tense reading it. Like I'd kind oh. of enjoyed it up to that point, and then that last issue leading up to what is going to be the actual crossover between the two, 
I was very, very tense reading. I'm it. looking for tension in my reading. Well, I mean, it's a horror book. Does it go right act- to your shoulders? You should actually feel okay. You know, like I agree. Threatened I for the characters, and that okay. was, and I actually did. And okay. I thought Jeff Lemire is an interesting writer, and I really enjoyed it. So I, I'm <coughs> all for that. I'll be looking for that trade. Yeah. Maybe they'll do all the issues number two at the same time. And I in think a trade. you've read uh, O'Mac and Frankenstein. Which I read was the- a bizarre <laughs> comp. Well, Frankenstein. Uh, comes out next no it's this week is it this week okay yes but last week's omac right okay yes it, can i ask a yes, question last week was no yes. omac. Is the omac that's out because i have not paid any attention to it new omac or old omac both kind of like a mixture of like an, a core or like one guy i would say he's one guy does he's, he have the mohawk he's he has, he has the mohawk, mohawk. it's an electric mohawk there's a concept to me it's like kind of like the um original a, it's it's def it, it's not the original character who became Omac. Not Buddy Blank. It's not Buddy Blank, but it is a, a new guy. But the Omac in build and in sensibility seems closer to the new Omacs they were trying to push a few years oh, ago. Like Batman invented. Yes. Yeah, they're more Hulkish. They're more Hulkish. He's more Hulkish. Um, Does Batman still pull their trigger? No, no, no. no, no. Brother no. Eyes seems to be separate. I don't think there's been a full explanation of that yet. And Brother Eyes a little bit more back to the Kirby Brother Eye yeah. with a little bit touch of sarcasm. But overall, I've got to say I'm surprised how Kirby-esque it has felt. Yes. And that I really, really like it. I find it funny, crazy, and <laughs> and it does make sense that it's crossing over with Frankenstein because I like Frankenstein for the same reason. These bizarre ideas coming out of left field. Yeah. 20 per issue. They did actually have a character with a full face mask in the last panel of OMAC last week, which is kind of like the the peacekeeper or whatever. Oh, the, whatever they call that for. Yeah, the, yeah. but she was, it was right? a woman. And it's, no, 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 no. There was a, in OMAC, there was originally, um, if you saw the Brave and the Bold episode with OMAC, they even included these people. Yeah. They have like these weird, they're faceless. Well, he they're, said they're, peacemaker. They're supposed, Didn't they're, peacemaker they're peacekeeper. They're, no, they're international force and their identity oh, and race wow. is both hidden behind these masks. Does Checkmate exist in the new 50s? Yes, yes. Okay. And it's and actually Max, in this. Uh, and this, Max Lord is in charge of He's the king of Checkmate. Yeah. So... Um, but has, has he been revealed to be evil yet or no? Just in... Uh, it's left vague. Yeah. He's just... Okay. He's Max Lord. I'm just curious how they portrayed him he's in the new... He smokes. He smokes. Which means he's evil. He's yeah. kind of being portrayed the way I think Morgan Edge originally was when Jack Kirby introduced him. Yeah. Yeah, he's filling that void. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder... Yeah, it, the new Morgan Edge is something very different. Yeah. Was... Max Lord really that great a character to bring back? No, but I think they're making him now. Well, he's some he's he's current continuity brought over. I to think 54. he serves a 52. purpose. Hmm. I think he serves a per, a, char, a character role that, uh, like a lot of the books, I'm finding is that they they stuck old names on archetypes so that they could you know maybe combine some things. So this hmm. Max Lord is kind of like. Like I said, the, the original incarnation of Morgan Edge when Jack yeah. Kirby was drawing Jimmy Olsen. All right, I got a Zorlak question for you. Yes. Back in the day when Max Lord – was Max Lord first introduced with the revamping of the Justice League? Yes. Justice League International. And Justice League International. Did he – was it – Post-Legends. Was it revealed early on that he had powers or was it a later thing? Later. Um, I have the first four – um, hardbacks, mm-hmm. the collection, and I think it's in the second volume that his nose first bleeds. The idea that he could actually Manipulate. push people, push a little people. Bit. 
but it, so it was a few. It was a few months. It wasn't definitely. It definitely wasn't part of his. He started off as like their what, like their marketing guy or something, or well, his their mentor kind of no, funded actually, it, didn't he? No, no, no. The the UN funded it in the first place, but what happened was that he got himself involved, and it, it was revealed that he was serving a larger, uh, serving a darker master. Like there was a computer that was basically manipulating uh, things on his behalf. So, well, actually, not on his behalf. He was really serving the computer, and it was an apocalyptian, uh-huh. or, or it might have been Manga Khan, which was one of. My but what was his jokes. role in the very like like what was his so shadow role? So, so he became kind of like the financier, and what he or that seemed like he was like his corporation was involved, but he was really trying to manipulate to like often Justice League stories are. He was really trying to create the strongest team to fight a menace he knew was coming mm. that not everybody. But they built of. his power over the years because yes. he he, he couldn't increased. take over he people. Increased. He pushed them. He he, he influenced them. Right. It was a push. And then later, when you got to countdown, yeah. that was where he went really completely badass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Thank you. For, thank you. Sorry for the detour. No, but. no, no. It's okay. So anyway, Omac and Frankenstein are logical crossovers, and it was announced this week that both the super books are going to have a crossover. I well, mean, there's there's a Stormwatch the crossover. Stormwatch crosses over into. Either action Demon, or Superman. Yes, action. We, did we knew that there was some implication of that? Is that the alien that blows the horn? Yes, the horn oh. blower. Yeah, is that what it's called? No. The horn blower. It's oh. called Ricola. There's oh. like there's that like a sense. three issue arc that goes through a couple of books out yeah, of Stormwatch. But, but that's actually been vague enough that you don't have to read both books. I have not really felt. Oh, I need to know what's going on in Stormwatch to enjoy what's been going on. Did in you Superman. read the last issue of Stormwatch? No, okay. but I'm saying I've re- I've read all the issues of Superman and I've read all the issues of Action. Okay, and I have not felt like I have missed a thing. All right, so I'm okay with that. No, it's upcoming. Sure, but I haven't. But that's then that's a poorly planned crossover because I have not felt like I'm missing anything. Okay, other than that one page in the first issue of Superman that said, "For the real story, see Stormwatch," and then you went in and said, "For the real story, see Superman." So. Um, Please, uh, but all the super books are going to combine and do a crossover plot: Superboy, uh, Supergirl, and Superman. Superman. Action! It sounds like is actually going to stay being set in past continuity. That's good because that's the best book they've got, and that's when action happens. And then all the Bat books are going to crossover as well. They're all going to go to three ninety nine with backup stories that are all going to uh, tie into the congregation of owls that are going on in. Uh, uh-huh. These new villains that are that have shown up in, I think it's, de- no, it's not Detective, it's Batman. It is the regular Batman. Congregation book. of Owls? Uh, uh, Congress of Owls. I Congress. Is, uh, it's actually really, I thought it was a really cool idea. And the story by Scott Snyder has been really interesting so far. I'm sorry that they're going to go to a crossover because I hadn't felt an obligation to buy all the Bat books. And I think it may be sticking to just the Batman books, like Batman Detective and Batman and Robin, and maybe leaving Batgirl out. What about Batwing? Uh, Batwing's in its own thing, and I, okay. nobody seems to be talking about that. I think Batwing, Rick does. I think that, well, because he doesn't like it. I think oh. Batwing may be one of those that's going to be first on the chopping block. Mm. I don't think its sales are going to Do you think one of the Batman, Congress... More like Buttwing. Uh, hey, I, ladies and gentlemen. I could have turned your mic on before you... <laughs> Dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, our fourth panelist is here. Introduce yourself. Good morning, everybody. Nate Costa here. And he looks just like he sounds, folks. Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, do you think one of the owls will kill Batwing? Maybe. Oh. Mm. That'd be great. 
Um, just like when like DC has a character they try to introduce and it doesn't stick, so they and then they, they kill him like that new Adam. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's give him his happen. own uh, series and then off him. Make a big deal out of it. He's one yeah. of the new 52. Is the Adam in the new 52 yet? Ray, Ray, Palmer, Ray Palmer is in one of the books, and I'm trying to remember which There was one. a I reference to Ryan Choi, though. That's so right. So they're yeah. still kind of making And that was in a book I was but reading. But there was a reference to Ray Palmer. I think it's actually it in the... Oh, is it Frankenstein? Oh, you're right. Ray you're Palmer right. has shrunk their headquarters. That's right, right, right. He's, do, he's their chief physicist. Right. Was there a reference to Ray Parker Jr.? Not at all. Oh, that's too bad. But... Because I love him. They did mention <coughs> that a woman needs love. Just like you mm. do. Just like you do, yeah. So, um, and uh, so I got actually some Marvel things. Now we get through his. Uh, why do you, why you say it like that? Like we never talk no, about Marvel. Talk about, but I'm not this big Marvel reader. But they've announced something for Avengers that ex- that's exciting. Have you? Ooh, like the movie or the comic? No, for the comic for Bendis's last arc. Oh, let me guess. Uh, He's gonna break up the team again. No, no, Avengers great, disassembled. A great artist is coming back to Avengers. George Perez. Nope. Todd McFarlane. Nope. Uh, I said a great artist. Wait, an Avengers artist? Um, he's Larson. associated with at least one of the Avengers. John Byrne. No, but that's a good guess. Uh, Rose Mark Byrne. Bagley. No. John Raymond Richard. Brian Hitch. No. no, my gosh, you guys are throwing so many at it. Uh, wait, no. good, good, but, that's a, but it proves what a surprise, what a left Clayton field Crane. announcement this was. Jim Stranko. No, oh, that would be Sikevich. awesome. Sikevich. No, but we're getting Frank Trimpy. Okay, no, if I say if I say if I say the single best run of Thor ever. Simonsevich. Oh no, Bill, Walt, Walt Simonson. Simonson. Walt Simonson. Walt Simonson is going to draw <laughs> nice. the last six issues of Bendis's run. Oh my! And that is going to be Thor centric. Going to be awesome. I don't know, but Thor will. I'm sure it will be because it's got to be all the characters that are in the movie. Mm. Yeah. Everybody besides Thor gets turned into frogs. That's it. A whole new thing. I love me some Walt Simon. When I said Sakevich, I meant Simonson in my head, but the letters came out differently. I totally believe you. Because like that's who I was thinking, and then I'm like, why did I say Sakevich? Well, because I mean, yeah, well, I mean, once I said Simonson, Sakevich. I mean, yeah, they both no, start no, with S's. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and uh, so I'm very excited about that. That'll be. I'm very excited. When is that? That's, uh, that'll be coming out. Uh, I guess like in May. So. I did also uh, double check. I think it was last week or the last podcast. I'd said how there was like a new Robert Kirkman book coming out on Image. It was called Thief of Thieves. Thief of Thieves. Okay. Yeah. So. I just wanted to confirm that. Thank so. you. Okay. Um, I'll be reading that. And then I, I just has anybody speaking of Thor? Has anybody checked out this kind of side book, Journey into Mystery? Yes, I've been reading it. And so tell me about it because I read a review today, and this is just like when I saw that Flash Gordon Zeitgeist review, and now Flash Gordon Zeitgeist is an, a great book. I'm glad to have picked that up. Yep. So tell me about Journey into Mystery because I had not read it, and now I'm hearing great things. So well, they had it was Loki's story, right? Yeah, and following Loki around. A young Loki. Loki has the been de-aged in reborn. And Loki because Loki was killed in Thor, right? In Fear itself, and then he was reborn oh, as itself, a child. Yes. Okay, very fun character to read. Yeah, uh, the like kid Loki's. Uh, you're like you know what he's gonna turn into, but he's kind of he's kind of like Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, he's kind of reminiscent of Damian. Well, now uh, you've ruined Wayne. <laughs> yes, Damian Wayne, Anakin Skywalker, and Superboy when he's <laughs> struggling with am I Lex Luthor or am I oh, Superman? Right, right, right. But he manipulates things in the the pantheon. He he tricks other gods. He, he makes like deals Loki. with Mephisto and. Um, Does he still have his rune stones? I don't think the rune stones have shown up lately. No. 
but, but so you would concur that maybe this is a book I should be. It's it's been a good up. read. I mean, with, I understand there's a trade paperback coming very soon, and that's what calls its attention to yeah, me. Yeah. It's like I think I might want to pick that up. No, the whole thing uh, it was the uh, falling out of. It started when they were, did the uh, Fear itself series. They, they uh, yeah, and, I, I, and when they did it, you know, Fear itself is still going on. Yeah, it's I know. like the crossover that will not. And hasn't well, ended yet. The the main story did. The the and the Loki um <laughs> a large part of it came out of of course Asgard and the uh the, right. the turns out that the big bad was Odin's brother and wasn't he called the serpent or something the, like that? Yeah, the serpent. And so That's a weird like name to like you got your kids. I'm like, oh we got Odin. I think they're kind of stuck with the fist. The serpent after yeah. that, if you do say that. Yeah, if you yeah. call him the serpent, he's how they're gonna be well. I mean it's a good nickname for you know, body part, but that's yeah. it. Wow. You went there? Nose? Yeah. His arm? Yeah. That's um, it. Exactly. Um, anyways, you were going. I no, I was I was going, but I was waiting for you guys to finish. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, huh. <laughs> so, uh, Thor, of course, died in, uh, in Fear Ragnarok. Itself. Oh, wait. Thor died in, in uh, Fear, Fear Itself? Fear Itself, Again? yeah. There's a new god yeah, claiming. The, it was another prophecy god. where uh, he was going to... Strike down the serpent and then take seven steps and die. Nine steps. Nine steps. Did he make all nine? Yeah. I counted. I only saw seven. So okay. Thor's dead again, but he's so, not. Yeah. Well, what? you explain that. Explain it. Some weird limbo and some weird troll is posing as. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Tannerus. A new yeah. a new thunder god showed up I right can away. Explain it. It's Wasn't that, thunderstruck it's back? That he has to come back in April. So that in May, <laughs> you can walk into a comic book store after watching the Avengers and, and pick say, up Thor. I want Thor. Number one, again. Again. Even though they're Did only on Did you see nine. those three pictures that they released from the Avengers movie? Of the helicarrier? No, no, no. There were there were three. There were two that were almost the same picture of Thor and Captain America on the street. Yeah, they're trying to be really cagey. And it was just like, why are you bothering me with this? It's like, this This well, is no, something you haven't seen I don't want to look at it because I don't want to. I'm excited for the movie. I don't want to see anything. It I think I, saw I know that's wrong of me running a site like we do, but it's still like, I, I don't want to know. You want to still be the fanboy. I boy. want to be the fanboy. I, I think do. I did see one of those uh, pics of Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Uh-huh. But it was like taken on a cell phone or something. Oh, yeah, and then it's a lot of people pulling stuff like She that. had her shirt off. I think, yeah. What? Was that an yeah, Avengers an pic Amira. that they released? I don't remember. Oh, I see where you're going. This is like your Hugh Jackson joke this week. Which what? totally got me. Nice. Totally got me. Uh... <laughs> I had to delete my comment from your Facebook feed because I, I realized what you'd done. Hilarious. I felt like an idiot. What did you say? What did you say? I said, I spent 10 minutes, and I really am going to laugh about this because, okay, for those catching up, uh, Hugh Jackson, who is a Raiders coach. The coach of the Raiders. Raiders was fired yesterday. Right. So Lon puts on his feed, Hugh Jackman was fired. Who are they going to get? And all these people are playing along. Yeah, I, I put, think including Tapia. And so I'm thinking, well, there must be some. Well, no, I even put, who are they going to get to play Wolverine? I spent ten minutes <laughs> googling trying to find, and I'm like, and I posted. Lon, I can't find any references <laughs> to this anywhere. But all your where friends did can. you see this? Yeah, and then I realized. Oh, and I had to delete it, but I'm, I'm here on the podcast <laughs> laughing about it now because you got me, you got me good by nice. making a sports reference, and yes. of course I was slow to pick that up. Yes. So uh, last night started. I thought about it, hmm. and I laughed really hard. Good. I'm glad. 
Nicely done. Well played, Mr. Lopez. Well, because their names are very similar. I yes. get I get why. Yes. I just didn't, and so similar, I didn't realize. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, who is going to play? <laughs> is it because he wants to do Broadway more? I don't know. Why would they fire Hugh Jackman? So fool me. Set the internets ablaze. Yeah. So, um, and, and speaking of setting the comics up for Avengers, um, which they are trying to do, have you noticed, anybody picked up this book, Battle Scars? Yes, I have. So with Marcus Johnson, mm-hmm. who is likely Nick Fury's son, so that there is a new Nick Fury who yeah. is what? black in the mainstream Marvel universe. What? Uh, I've only read the first issue. They've What's his name? Mark Johnson? Marcus Johnson. And they've made veiled references to, apparently, in the issue that comes out today, the Taskmaster says something about, Marcus Johnson doesn't know his father, but the Taskmaster implies he does know his father. And he says, my father's dead. And he says, your father can't die. Ah. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind it's of... It's Mephisto. No, it's likely Nick Fury because you got to set up in the mainstream book a character who in the mainstream Marvel Universe, a character who fills Nick Fury's role and looks like Samuel L. Jackson. Because if some dum-dum walks in and go, I want an Avengers comic, dum-dum. and you give him I would like you wearing to a say, bowling hat? I would, like you hat? To, I would like you to say that like the Great Gazoo. Some, some dim 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 walks in. Thank you. And wants to get an Avengers comic. Why can't you just give him an Ultimates book? Oh, right, because those suck. So. Exactly. Wait, where did Nate Costa He's go? He's on the phone. Nate, you either are in this podcast right or you are not. He's not. He's not. Then I'm going to go to the... The the story we've been holding. Well, can we, can we finish just that thought, though? Okay, finish I don't like that. Oh, you don't like that. Because I, you know what? What about your fans who have stuck by White Nick Fury for all this time? Poor White Nick now Fury. Now it's becoming like a parody thing. Hello, White Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and is this Marcus guy, just does he happen to be bald? Yeah. No, he, he has a crew cut right now. Okay, but he will there. shave his Where head. is he? Where, he's on one of these posters? On the far right. Battle scars. No, he looks bald. It, it, you know, it's shaved. They're stubble. They're stubble. Oh, okay. Um, well, if you're shaved don't, no, naked, okay, aren't just, you bald? Uh, no, just, no, just leave. Okay. Um, and I, so I'll, I'll stall for t- a little time for Nate here is that I did mention that I did pick up Flash Gordon Zeitgeist. I did, and too. And I got the second issue last I week. I did, too. And I am loving that book. I think it's jam-packed with, everything with Flash I've, goodness. Everything I've ever loved about so the And there's so many concept. little nods and winks in there, too. That I think, just, I hate to say this, but they, I felt like they, even in the second issue, that Alex Ross found a way to sort of take in a little piece of that horrible sci-fi show and make it... Oh, really? Just a little, just a little aspect of it, that, and made it actually like work within the context, and go like, "Oh, now there's a reason for it, and it's cool." So, like, I do think that they pulled. I missed that the entirely. Very, I'll talk about it, it off the air because okay. it's like it was the end of the second issue, but it, it's like. It, it, it's like they, that he did. He took everything. The filmation series. He took the original strip. He took the movie. They take phrasing right out of the movie. Yes, you know, and they take phrasing out of the filmation. Yeah. Wait, and who I, puts this book out? Dynamite. Oh, okay. and it is great. It's I, beautiful I, too. I, it's a beautiful book. The uh, the pencil. It's like reproduced from pencils. It's beautiful. It's got Hitler in it. It's got Hitler. So yeah, that's true. Flash Gordon fights Hitler. Flights Ming, whose minion is in the filmation. Hitler. In the filmation series, they implied no, no, they didn't imply. It was very clearly connected that Ming was the responsible for Hitler's rise, and that he was working behind the scenes. 
And but like, wasn't Flash Gordon kind of like a futuristic guy? No, he was set in 1936. It was oh, it, the strip started in 1936 was, and it was set in 1936. You're thinking oh. Buck Rogers? Buck Rogers? No, no, no. I just thought he was a contem- Flash no, Gordon was a contemporary no, guy. Zarkov was the only one who had this, the rocket. Got them to Mongo, and then his adventures are on Mongo. What about the 80s Flash Gordon? Then the same thing. It, it was set, set during it the was 80s. Set during the 80s. Oh, okay, All right. The whole thing was this invasion of Earth that was being staved off, and and Mongo is a planet that actually can travel through space. Right. So it's leaving Earth alone. It's basically just driving it off. It's not set in the. Future. So the original. So this this zeitgeist then. Is being true to the original the comic serial yes, it is. strip that it, that little uh, Zarkov speech about the Zeitgeist was pretty strange. No, I got it. I you liked know, it. Like I, it. I mean, because uh, what I, I, I think there's going to be something that pays off that gives it its own its own okay. spin. That I really I, I I was totally into it. I'm I am digging that book. All right, I got well, I got it like a broad question, but I think you could probably handle it. Yes. Okay. To, okay, we all know Flash Gordon. To the younger Bieber listeners out there, That's the younger question. audience, what is the appeal of a Flash Gordon in he'll, today's world? He'll save every one of us. Okay, from what? That's what my question. Like, I wish from sell, Anna, but nothing oh, okay. to be able to save us from that. Uh, so, but basically, the, the the core of the story is. Yes, this is true. Well, this is set. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's like yeah. I think for the younger kids, I think it's it's and truly younger kids do get into this. Is the idea that just any man because he has no superpowers, he's just he's just a man with a man's courage. Mm. He's nothing but a man. <laughs> he's he's a the product of university. Yes, you know. he's he's intelligent, well educated. He's a polo player. Uh, and the movie made him a football player because that made more sense. But this has gone back to that and still set in '36. And well, who played polo in the United States, though? So that oh, means he was totally British. That was, no, no, no. It was a very U.S. thing. Oh, it was okay. Eastern Ivy U.S. mostly. Yeah. Oh, right. Right. You know, in the '30s, polo was still it's the sport of kings. Sure. So sure. Um, that and the shirt of kings too. Right. So it you know it made sense, and I think that's the thing is people one is visually. Exciting and, and kids love you know kids love the Hawkman like seriously but no no but which the, which Hawkman the original strip was a ripoff of Flash Gordon they just basically put hmm. Flash in the Hawkman suit right, right. and and that's how they came up with that strip but I can say it's one of those things that kids respond to that well that you've got Hawkman you've got Lion Man you've got the the people uh, for the uh, Prince Baron and his tree people I mean basically it's a concept that appeals everyone because if you've seen Empire Strikes Back uh, which of course everybody has Empire Strikes Back is is basically George Lucas's tribute to Flash Gordon because each world in Empire Strikes Back corresponds to one in Flash Gordon. You yeah. start off on the ice planet because there's the ice planet, ice world of Mongo. There's uh, the uh, Dagobah is the is the the forest planet, and the Cloud City is the is the city of the Hawkmen. And so it, it actually follows the pattern of of the of the movie serials. Interesting. And then, as somebody pointed out, and I hadn't really thought about this, but Return of the Jedi is actually John Carter. Interesting. Uh, Leah forest is, planet. Leah is dressed like Deja Thoris. Yeah, sure. For the, in the most memorable outfit, and yeah. you know, so it's like, yeah. And John the, Carter nails his sister. No, no I don't no. get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The uh, the thing about Flash Gordon though is that he doesn't do it himself. He goes out and he unifies all these disparate. Ming has by worked, himself. Ming has worked to keep everyone 
fighting each other, so his power is enough to keep everyone under control. Gordon comes in and unifies all the forces so they can overturn so Ming. So, frankly, he's a hero for our time. We could use a flash board. Yes. A unifier. Yes. Like a like a community outreach guy or something. What do they call it? A community yeah. planner or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Community organizer. Community yeah. organizer, That's right. That's what he is. Right. That's what he is. Okay. I could see that. Flabama. Uh, hmm. So. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, so the younger readers should check out Zeitgeist. It's a great book. Flash Gordon. It's Zeitgeist. a great book. It's going to make, and, you know, you can probably find issues one and two right away, but it's going to make a great trade. Oh yeah, <coughs> I might even buy it as a trade, even though I have the individual issues, mm-hmm. because it's I, the 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 thing that one of the pro- scenes that I really liked was when Ming was there with all his adoring handmaidens. Yes, and and I didn't is that was that a new construct? I mean, it, it was perfect for Ming, but I don't re- didn't recognize that from any of the others. Well, it's in the movie. Is it is that in the movie where yes. they say we love you, we love you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. It's been too long since the original or the eighties? No, in the eighties one. That's okay. the, so you're saying Ming that. was a player. Uh, that he has multiple wives. Has multiple wives, wives, and then they prepare her. So he's a Mormon. And it's a Look. scene that that, that uh, I can't show my children. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so oh, was that maybe, the bath scene or whatever? can you hang? Yeah. Can you hang on? Nate, Nate this talks is for you. To the table for two minutes. I hope so. So that we can talk about. Comic-Con, the strange pre-registration you you had to, this week, get a membership ID. So you had to register for a membership ID. No, no, you had to wait for the secret email to show up first. Well, no, not if you were... Already on the, uh, not if you weren't on the records. People could still apply. Could apply for new ones. So it was both an ap- application and regular s- citizens yes. had to do their Some own hoops. sign up. And it's still open though, too, right? Yes, yeah, it's it still open until February twenty eighth. February twenty eighth. So two yeah. months. Okay. But explain what what went down. So I knew nothing about this. I just happened to be on Facebook and saw. Richard Starkings posted a Thank friend you, of the program. Richard Starkings Thank posted you, Richard. a link to some website's article about how Comic Con's making you pre-register to pre-register, and I was like, "What is this?" So I read it, and it's like you have to sign up. I was at lunch at the time, so it's like you have to sign up, create a member ID, and then when it comes time to actually be able to buy your ticket. You'll be able to You'll log in. You'll get an in. email, and then you have to log in, and then you can buy your ticket. So you have to if, keep your ID and your password around to remember exactly. how to and get Exactly, and if you in. can't log in, you can't buy a ticket. And there's this is actually so complex. I can't remember. I was watching someone who created a video on how to how to work this process. <laughs> so like, now click the turquoise the, button the on the left. The video probably made it way more difficult than it really was. But it was but, still still fairly complex. But yeah. So the question that I have is why go through? So why not just sell the tickets? Because it's Comic Con. <coughs> Lon actually, had a defense. Go ahead, Lon. Give us the I defense. Actually think, I haven't heard this yet. I actually think I can maybe understand what's going on. Give it to us. Well, oh. I don't have any like pre knowledge. Hold on, let me drink a little bit so I can. It's let only, me, only the well, worthy will get tickets. Only the worthy. Oh, so we all have to hold a, we all a have hammer. To, we all have to. Uh, no, no, no. no. Make okay. It through the. Uh, so I don't have any behind the scenes knowledge, but this is what I've speculated. Right. Um. Since I first started going to WonderCon, Comic-Con, or whatever, the big deal is before you could even buy a ticket, you had to fill out a little card or whatever that had your, you know, it was basically a register. You had to register with this convention um, so they could have your uh, mailing address, 
some right. kind of contact. Um, every year, you always get a, a, um, a postcard when there's a new show coming. It's basically a way to organize almost like their uh, fan list or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, through the years, this is what I'm guessing, is that they've gotten just so many people that had to oh, yeah. do this basic registration that all they have is just giant lists of emails and contacts from people that it just it's there's no way to internally organize any of this. So what I'm guessing is in this new digital age of account management and everything else, they're just going to have to it's easier to organize masses of people like that by setting them up with some kind of account, you know, system that'll just have a basic ID instead of you know, triple emails, you know, because some people have probably registered under fake emails or different emails or whatever. This way you have, you know, in a sense, just a core account. You could still do multiple emails, though. You could create well, multiple that's, that's fine, but what you'll have is now you'll have an ID. Right. You'll have a number that's probably a lot easier to run through their system okay. than... Actually, I think I have. Uh, there's another technical reason why they might be doing it, because their server is going to get hit with less information if you're just logging in and your at name and address and everything yeah. is already down there. I'm surprised they didn't already take a credit card to have that on file so then you can just re- reference well, that. Well, before the – yeah, you're right. Because before because then the they panic, could, then I was able to change my address, which was good. Yeah. Um, I have already seen uh, through uh, some, of, some of my friends that I uh, – on Facebook, seeing people already saying like, "Oh, I need to get get passes," and, and how do I? How am I going to do this? And then the which happens every year, and I see this night, and it really kind yeah. of actually irritates me is um, set yourself up as press. Oh, and I go no, you know, I mean, it, it, it's like we're we. Um, I, I've been legitimately working this convention and worked hard to give legitimacy yeah. to Fanboy Planet for eleven years. Yeah, and then. Uh, and I'd run into this a few years ago. I knew somebody who had like basically created a website for the sole purpose of that summer he thought it was going to be a fun vacation to go to Comic-Con. I was like, okay, you made it harder for me to get other people that really do want to write and do want to cover it, and it's not a lark to do. Yeah, I'm actually getting irritated. Well, if they go in there, if they go in there and they get, get the, the badge as press and they go down there and they don't do any press-like stuff, yeah, that's fine. I, I, my rant was going to be something different. I'm tired of all the videographers that go in there and they demand, like, everyone clear out the huge space around the booth so they can do an interview with somebody. And you're like, you never see these guys' video again. You know, they're just like, they're doing, they got their, their camera, they put something together and they go in there and they, they make so it I tougher. Guess we, Amateurs. We, so I guess we shouldn't bring our cameras this year. Well, you know, every time well, we ever did a video piece, we always got in where we could and didn't bother anybody. And Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? That's but that's because we're pros. Yeah, and I thought, you know, our video pieces were pretty good. Well, um, also, we... But I shouldn't say ours. Your video pieces, because you no. were the one who worked your butt off on those. Your sure, video pieces are usually do, done in the press areas. Yeah. Where that's true, too. And that's not on the floor at that's the booth or whatever, where these yeah. jackasses come out and they settle, sit down, and they push you off like... So take that, G4. Uh I, no, G four has their own. G four has their <laughs> tower. They bring people up to their yeah, tower. People come it's to true. them. It's true. Okay, uh, so let's talk movies since that's the other reason that Comic Con exists. There's not much this week. Uh, it was announced that Robert Rodat, and I know that I know the name is a screenwriter, is rewriting the script of Thor two. Uh, things are up, up pace. Tom Hiddleston has said, uh, "Yeah, I'm definitely in it." 
Um, Who's Tom Hiddleston? Loki. Oh, I, okay. You know, Thor uh, two comes out after the Avengers no, movie. It's, yeah, at, well, it hasn't been. They're filming it this summer. Ooh, um, ooh, ooh. So after the Avengers movie, they're filming Thor two, and they're going to film Iron Man three. Pretty much. Okay. Let's so. speculate. Let's what story they could possibly do for Thor two. He becomes a frog. I hope not, because that's stupid. Because um, the first one was his origin story, which you had to do. I, I can't speculate honestly until I see if where the Avengers goes. I know, or I, I shouldn't say I know. I believe that there's a big setup in Thor, the first one, about the nine worlds, and very specifically omitting what some of those worlds are. <clears throat> so if the Avengers, as is rumored, brings in an, an alien race, kind of like the Scrolls. There is rumor that actually they can't have the scrolls because that would have been part of the Fantastic Four package that twentieth century Fox owns. But they've created another race. So Chitari. So does does twentieth century Fox own Galactus then? Yes. Damn. They have all the Fantastic Four package. Okay. So what was the the one thing I'd like to see them do in Thor, which I've always loved when they do it in the books, are the star ferrying longboats. The, right. You know, everybody yeah. out, and out think, among the stars. I think that if, if Avengers launches the idea that there are alien races, then Thor 2 can be a lot more about those kinds of cosmic Yeah, I'd uh, like to see him go cosmic. So I'd like to see something more along those lines, exploring one of the other nine worlds, but I don't know. That All right, I'm going to throw something out at you then. Yeah. Okay. In the Thor canon. Beta Ray Bill. In, oh, that would be cool too. Oh, that would be a great second one. But... What they have? Okay. I love Beta Ray Bill. What? Don't look at me like that, Nate. I'm smiling. In the Thor canon, hostility. Though, in the Thor canon, <laughs> they have not used. Okay, they use Loki and Odin and all his family yeah. and the Frost Giants and everything right, else. Right, right. Who have they not used? That's a really big Balder. Nah, Balder's kind of. You're getting closer. It is a girl. Enchantress. 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 Enchantress yeah. totally got to be there. Yeah. So if you and do, she plays such a big role in the animated series. Enchantress yeah. and Executioner would be pretty awesome for a Thor too. Yeah, and they would yeah. work well with uh, with a Midgard bound story too. And yeah, you could have Enchantress versus Jane Foster. Yeah, which oh. is always a cool, fun thing to do. So you have big. You could probably get the Rock Cosmic to play Executioner. Fight. And then you'd have Chris Hemsworth or whatever, and they battle, and then Jane and uh, Enchantress could be, and, you know, and I Jane. Think, could, I, I, I don't think that Dwayne Johnson should be uh, executed. Okay, Tyler Maine. I don't know whoever. Uh, Tyler Maine or oh, you know, let's go. Let's throw my boy Derek Taylor Lautner. Derek put, Mears, I guess. Derek Mears would be a good. Okay, would be a good. Uh, he's a little slender. Yeah, he yeah. needs to be bulky. He's muscular. Triple H. I, I was thinking Triple Ooh, H. My. Yeah, he could because he's already <laughs> done that barbarian thing. No, he could be. He could be. Yeah, shave his head. Yeah, Maybe. or even Jason Momoa, the guy that played Conan. Oh was, yeah, was not yeah. a bad actor. No, it's just fine. a bad movie, and you get you know Conan versus Thor. What fanboy wouldn't pay to see? You didn't that? see him in uh, Game of Thrones, did you? No, I did not. He, no. He's he's <laughs> awesome in that. And okay, he plays so, this like stoic no, warrior. A, you know, yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was good as Conan. It's like it's like being, or Michael Clark Duncan. It's like being George Clooney yeah, in, I, in Batman in Batman and Robin. Is like I don't think George Clooney made a bad Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He was trapped in a horrible horrible film. Randy Couture. Oh, he could be a good okay. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, shush. No, that would be a good executioner. It would be a good executioner. Come um, on over to someone. Okay. Wow. Um, and apparently the IMAX theater in New York City that's going to show Dark Knight Rises 
has already sold out of its midnight show. Yeah, I, I got my tickets. Did you? No. Well, you know. Bill Bossert and I are going. There, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's, some, there's clearly some excitement there. But I, other than that, I don't really have much movie stuff this week. It's... I'm like, eh, okay. I actually touched on something I was going to bring up, but we don't have a segment for it. We talked about Skyrim last week. Yeah. And one of the things about the PC version of, the, of Skyrim is that you can easily mod it, so change the way things look or sound. Okay. So one of the very popular mods for Skyrim right now changes the, all the dragons to look like Randy Macho Man Savage. Nice. And he says things like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I like how I just realized that him and Justin have a very similar delivery. Did you notice that? Because you said Randy Macho Man Savage, and I was like, "That's just well, how just someone delivered it." Has, has That's his speech patterns after his very father. interesting. Funny about that, they're related. Yeah. Yes, That's cool. Well done, Holmes. <laughs> I'm learning new things every Thank day. Thank you, Sherlock Holmes. So um, racist. Fine. Uh, what about Fine. did you did the Fine, Costa did the Red Tails uh, preview come already? Did we miss it? Um, I was this week or next week. Uh, I think it's next week, so I'll, I'll check that. Because uh, I saw Lucas on the Daily Show. Yeah, he was talking about it. How he wants to, he wanted to make a prequel or a, tr- a trilogy out of it. Uh huh. But they're only doing like the middle. So he said, if this movie was successful, he's got a prequel and a sequel planned. Oh God! Is that crazy or yes, what? This is crazy. So we'll see. Um, but he said it was like one of the first all black action films. Which I kind of was like, Leaves really? The seventies? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, didn't he watch any of the black exploitation flicks? Or actually, probably not. What about Solo? He was getting beaten up a lot in Modesto. <laughs> oh, at that time. right. No, yeah. actually, no. He was already he was already out of film school when black exploitation came in. Yeah, he must it was have the sixties. He was getting beaten up all oh, the time okay. in Modesto. Hey, to my Modestans. Woohoo! Shout out. Um, Motown, as I like to call it. <laughs> you going, this is for Phantom Menace. I don't know why I'm doing it, but it's for <laughs> Phantom Menace. Talk about your prequel. It's a prequel beating. Uh, Speaking <laughs> of which, we haven't covered the Phantom Menace in 3D. Has that come out what soon? What is there to cover? It's, it's in, gonna 3D. Be in 3D. <laughs> Dave Tappy's already pre-ordered it. Oh, God. For his TV. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because, you know, you got to truly appreciate it that way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um... I would like to mention that after uh, DC announced that, or Warner Brothers announced they were going to do DC Nation on Cartoon Network, I'm going to switch to television and say that Marvel for Disney XD announced that they're having a Marvel animation block. And so I believe Wait, it's. Wait, can I guess what it's called? If there's a DC Nation, yes. then it's a Marvel Galaxy. country. Marvel, Marvel Universe. Universe. Marvel Universe is uh. coming a two hour block that will be full of shorts. And, and, Pants, and news socks. and start with Ultimate Spider-Man will finally be on. Yeah, so. April first, right? Yeah. So April first. Wait a second. I think it's a fool joke. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and as far as what else is going to be, pro- the Avengers. Wait, wasn't will be that the one? That. Or wait, is that DC Nation where they're actually going to have like Jeff Johns and the other guy talk? Yeah. yeah. So Marvel's going to do that Marvel's too. Marvel's going to do exactly the same thing. They're going to have Joe Casada and. And oh, yeah, and I, I so love Here's, listening to Joey. This is Joey Q. What? I mean, no, I respect the man's work. I just don't like listening to him talk. But what yeah. eight-year-old's going to be all, oh, cool, mommy, Avengers. Oh, and then I want to watch the news about I, Marvel. I don't know. But, I mean, it's like, DC. Who wants to really watch Jeff Johns and Jim Lee talk about stuff? I want to watch the Green Lantern animated series. I want to watch, watch the Ardman 
Batman shorts that they're working on. That looks cool. And the new series with Katana and Batman looks kind of interesting. Katana and Batman? Yeah. I can't remember huh. what it's called, what, what they're actually calling it. But the sword and the bat? It's not that, but it's, oh, okay. but it's a lot more violent. One-eighth of the outsiders? As the end of Brave and the Bold uh, implied, it's gonna be, the Brave and the Bold will be replaced by a more uh, violent, more dark version of Batman. I still have not seen that. That's a really funny It's a really episode. great episode. Damn. I love that Where can episode. I watch that? What did you think of the Green Lantern? Lantern. Lantern. Um... I thought it was fine as a one-off. I don't know if I could watch it every week. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was a fan of the style. Kind of like the, the Incredibles yeah. kind of uh, anime, animation. And the tone, I still felt like the tone was a little, like it was still trying to figure it out. I felt like they didn't do Kilowog right either. I just feel like nobody's nailed Kilowog yet. No, and I, I was disappointed because I thought that Michael Clark Duncan would be good. Uh, Michael Madsen voices a good uh, Kilowog. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was good. You know, and that's the thing is still, uh, and I've said to people, like, First Flight is actually probably now standing as the best Green Lantern movie. Um, the animated What one. about the, the, uh, the, the Emerald Knights? Emerald Knights. I but love that short one. Stories. I like that yeah. one, but as, a, but as an actual, just a green one. You mean a Hal Jordan. A Hal Jordan story, yes. Because you say Green Lantern. I'm sorry, you're Emerald right. Knights is pretty damn cool. Yeah, I did enjoy Emerald Knights. Okay. I enjoyed it a lot. So um, we do know that. What about that, the Summer Knights? Did you enjoy those? Oh, those Summer Knights. Yeah. Mm. Um, we do have good news in fan, fandom that Community has not been canceled. Uh-huh. They will come back in a couple months. Hooray. But they will not. NBC is still not committing to a fourth season. They're just saying. You know what? Uh, boycott NBC until they do. What? No, but then, then you won't be able to watch community. community and then well, boycott it. when it's over. We're stuck in a horrible loop. Look, you know what? NBC is going to get a rude awakening when it puts Whitney on Wednesday and it realizes, oh, nobody was watching this show because it was good. They were watching it because it was right after The Office. Yeah. I watch it. Whitney? Yeah. On purpose? Yeah. Um, you found it funny? Yeah. I like her stand-up, too. I've heard her well, stand-up, her stand-up is, is completely different than that. And it's show. still not funny. She watched, writes uh, Two Broke Girls I as have, well. Which is fine, but yeah. I have watched two episodes of Whitney and not laughed once. Yeah. Not at all. Not and I don't hold that against you. Uh, it's good. So now we've found not. their demographic. <laughs> you know, yeah, oh, okay. The Brechtschneider House, keeping that show alive. And they're also going to see two. Do we discuss that already? No. You have no say on our itinerary now because you waited till the very end. NBC is okay. also going to have a rude awakening when they find out that Thirty Rock that they've been keeping it, or they're going to move to eight o'clock now. Which I think is weird since Thirty Rock also always had kind of more adult themes. Yes, than, yeah, I don't think it's probably for eight o'clock. Right. Uh, they're going to find out that that's going to get handed. It's. It's bottom. Which is a shame because I love 30 Rock. I do too, but it's like once they moved Big Bang Theory to Thursday. They killed everything. NBC was just like, we got nothing. nothing. They should bring back Fear Factor, put it on 8 o'clock, and then put all the. Didn't they bring back? No, I know, but it's on a different night. Oh, okay. Um, And Archer is returning. Anybody watching that? Yep. With two great (laughs) guest stars. Burt Reynolds is guest starring on it, and Brian Cranston is going to be. Guest starring on it was Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad, and he's the dad. Oh. Of a great actor, yeah. so kind of fun. You know what other uh, TV news was uh, released? No, no, what else? Uh, the name or the potential name of the Star Wars oh, live action? Oh, fifty scripts written. Is that crazy? Is that cray cray? Here's what I can tell you: I have heard from sources, and I can't say anything beyond that. Was it George Lucas? No. 
<laughs> he just said, "Don't ask." But Derek just my, got back. From was it Hollywood. someone that works on my Modesto? My, my Modesto home is someone very, very connected. George uh, Lucas's kids? Uh, no. Is that the problem? Is that George Lucas wants to pull this like Saban did with um, Power Rangers. Rangers, meaning they want to do it oh. as a non-union show. And so there are many people who want to work on it, but Lucas doesn't want to. This is the rumor, but I, I'm How can he that do case. that, though? Just hire all his people off his ranch or Do it whatever? offshore. Well, I mean, but that's what happened with oh, Power Rangers. Overseas. Power Rangers is... Power is Rangers was footage taken from J- Japan At, and right. repurposed. But but, the, but there's still actors who speak English. Yeah, they had to have the English have actors the they cut in. And, oh, they, yeah. and those are all non-union. Really? So, yeah. All so those guys are non-union? They don't get residuals. They don't get anything. No. So that show is dirt cheap to produce, and that's what Lucas is trying well, to do. Well, the reason that show ruined cartoons from that Power point Rangers? forward. Yeah, Power Rangers. Ruined cartoons? Absolutely. How so? Once Power Rangers came out. Look at the years leading up to Power Rangers and then the years after Power Rangers. The animation quality went down. The story quality went down. All because they repurposed footage from Japan and used non-union workers and said, this show is dirt cheap. Look how we're doing it. And, and all yet of a sudden, we everybody still got Justice League Unlimited. The but the ha! animation style is not as good. Look at G.I. Joe, the old 80s G.I. Joe. That yeah. animation style is far superior to any cartoon that's on right now. Even G.I. Joe Renegades. Bold statement, Mr. Costa. And Any Transformers cartoon? from the 80s as well. I and I He-Man. I, oh, yes. Having just uh, watched with my son a couple of episodes of He-Man, um, I'm, I I miss Filmation as a studio. They did, for limited animation, they mm-hmm. did a heck of a great job with, with the with but we never, they had. We never revealed that the name was. It's supposed to be called Star Wars Underworld. Mm-hmm. So they're making it in the underworld. <laughs> well, it's supposed to revolve around kind of the the gangsters between episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. And I th- and the thing is, for those of us in an expanded universe, that there is already a crime organization that I don't know you know because you watched Clone Wars. Has the Black Sun been mentioned in Clone Wars at all? Uh, you know what? I haven't watched the last season, but that sounds vaguely familiar. It was from. Uh the book, Shadow of the Empire. Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, and the video game. And and so it has it already built in, and I would hope this is the rise of of a great villain, Prince Zizor. Yeah. And oh, yeah, he was in uh, the Shadows of the Empire. Shadow of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire, right. He's so, the one who seduces Leia because he's got pheromones. Yeah, that, so he's uh, a good... You know, so you like, like the purple I man? Admit that those, yeah, that those... Like that, if you could... If you would finally put in Admiral Thrawn... Who is one sure. of my favorite villains, and the fact that I remember him says how, how well he stands out. Put Thrawn on on TV, put Zizer on TV. Yeah. I'd watch that series because you have two really, really fascinating alien villains. Yep, yep. I don't know why they just don't shoot it like Star Trek: The Next Generation, and just you know kind of uh, syndicate it. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think that's ultimately what he would plan to do. But again, the sticking point, like I said, is what I've heard is the sticking point is... Well, if you watch, there, there's an online, there's an interview with a name, is his name Rick McCollum? Rick McCallum. The Did you watch that interview? No, I didn't. I read some extra. He goes in depth pretty much about what's holding them back. And what's holding them back right now is just they're looking to find a way to do it financially. <laughs> yeah. Um Non-union. Well, no, so but the way he ex- <laughs> the way he explained it though is that every week they've got you know so many digital effects that they need to do and everything else. And I kind of thought, why go digital? Why not just go back to old school, 
you know, uh, right. costumes you know, and the masks. Thing is, when you know how much Lucas has banked Star Wars so far, and you know how tightly he's going to plan out exactly how he's going to make money off of this stuff through the release, through DVDs, and Blu-ray, through how toys. how wealthy he already is. And, and to, to say, to say, I've got to do, I mean, I've no, got to squeak the- another couple of percentage points of profit out of this. No, but that's what Recallum was even saying in his interview. He says, look, we're not looking to get rich off of this, but we've got to recoup our costs. So, I mean... Yeah, recouping says, costs in Hollywood means we got to get rich. Yeah, he says $5 million an episode. Which no, I no, think no. Is, that's Didn't you say it, like a season? No, $5 million a, an, episode? an episode is what it would cost right now, is what he says it would cost. Okay. Which is actually probably true because even sitcoms are like uh, are almost up to a million. I'm curious to see, like, if they did... 500 million? Like, look at something like Battlestar Galactica. Pretty good sci-fi. Not the highest budget. Um, You know, every, you know, few weeks they'd have a big outer space battle that was pretty digital effect Mm -hmm. heavy. But, I mean, if they did it like that, they could pull it off pretty cheap. There have been so many science fiction shows that have carried off really good special effects Mm -hmm. on a regular basis and not cost that much. Right. Yeah, even even now, you look at shows like Sanctuary and um, you know the the, the, any, the stuff on Sci-Fi, the good stuff on Sci-Fi. It, I mean, you can economize. Yes, there is good stuff on Sci-Fi. The only problem, though, is half the characters in that universe are digitally animated, whereas like something yeah. like on Sci-Fi, they could actually get a person in a costume. So it's and like accept that. But I, you know, I would say if you put if you put Zizer, you put mm-hmm. Ron, you throw Jimmy Smith back in as Bail Organa. To anchor, I would... Did anyone get the feeling, though, that Bail Organa was kind of a pussy? No. Oh, okay. I still think that that's what's, that's what's wrong with Episode 3, is that you actually have the one character whose fate, we really don't know what happened in those 20 years, yeah. and he's not really developed it, is that one guy who's the wrong place in the wrong time to be the right guy, which is exactly what those movies were about, <coughs> that heroism, and then you don't do anything with it. Right. I'm sorry, it still irritates me. Because you cast somebody like Jimmy Smith, who people think is very charismatic. Yep. In fact, he was the second guy cast. They cut the first. Adrian Edmondson, I think, was the one who played him in, in Phantom Menace and was cut from the film entirely mm. because Lucas had a better idea and Jimmy Smith was that better idea. Mm. So And then and then wasted him. But well, I, I'm hoping that he was vacationing on uh, I, uh, some other pl- – Yavin – when uh, Alderaan all blew up. up. You know, I, I, special effects, all very well and nice. I just like some good stories. I don't you want, want too much. I, oh, sorry. Are yeah. you watching The Clone Wars? You know what? Those I stopped stories. after the first season. Do we, make, do we make toys out of good stories, Rick? No. 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 G.I. Joe was made Do out of good stories. Do we get good sticker books out of good stories? No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I guess G.I. Joe. Do flannel sheets come from good stories? No. Oh, sometimes they make good stories. Are you wearing, uh, are you Are you sleeping in Anna Karenina flannel sheets? I don't think so. Shh. <laughs> I'm a little bothered. Uh, so, and then Rick found the most bizarre anime. Can you call it on, I guess, an anime? I it's uh, CGI. Jap- it's CGI, it's Japanese calling, produced so CGI anime. anime. Really? Yeah, no, I thought sure anime it had to be anime. No, it's well, just the Japanese they're rabbits. animation. They're, they're, they're humanoid rabbits with guns. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have animals. anime style, though. Oh, well, I mean, no, there's, there's been plenty of CGI anime. There's uh, dating back to uh, Lensman. 
was one of the first anime that used uh, computer, computer graphics. And it, it has a bizarre name that I don't feel comfortable saying on the air. But Cat, Cat Poop 1. Cat Poop 1. But Only they don't say poop, poop. with the S word. Yes. And so Cat you, you guys were able to watch the whole thing. Um and I didn't think it was. It's bad. only twenty-two minutes long. I, I only watched five minutes. I just felt it, uncomfortable. It's it's wonderfully animated and beautiful. very tense, very violent, very beautiful. violent, very tense. The thing is, this has been it's it's a small producer, and they struggled to get this much out. Now they've sold. They're selling the DVD and Blu-ray. You can buy them on Amazon now. Oh, um, uh, my our friend of the podcast Chuck Farnham. Uh, yes. Sent me a picture Peace of out, of the latest uh, of the disc that he had just gotten from Amazon of uh, Cat Catch Poop One, you know, poop one. Cat-ish one. Cat-ish um, one. Okay. And uh, they had I looked it up and it's like it's it's a little pricey. It's nineteen dollars for the DVD for twenty two minutes of story, but they've got seventy five minutes of additional material on this on the thing. But again, and what it is, is in English. About? The the DVD and Blu Ray are in English. Okay. It's dubbed. What um, is it about? For those people going, what are they talking about? It's basically and why are they so they're basically with cat litter. A pair of rabbits that are mercenaries. In a Middle Eastern, uh, are they mercenaries? Area. I thought they were backed by the whatever team they were on. They're mercenaries. Well, yeah, because they had support. Mercenary esque. Yeah, well, you're gonna have. They're part I'm of a team. I'm gonna give you credit right? for that. Is the most bizarre thing that I have watched this week. Yeah, maybe this month. Maybe it's the most bizarre. And thing And it's I will terrifically watch animated. It's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Just great, great phys- particle physics smooth. and such. Do they ever yeah. explain what the name means? I think it's just their call sign. Huh. Interesting. And clearly, covert animals to send <laughs> home in tatters. One. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, but it basically has rabbits saving. What were the? They call them canaries, but what were they? Were they? Were we should spoil the whole thing. We should just no. But that's uh, the yeah. first two minutes. I mean, yeah. Saving. Yeah. They say they're rescuing canaries, but it is. I think they're more rabbits. Were they other rabbits? They were, they were, they were rabbits. smaller though. They were, they were smaller rabbits. Yeah. Oh, well, these are big, bulky mercenaries. They were civilian rabbits versus the mercenary rabbits. Okay. It's sort of like. It's sort of like a Bruce Willis movie if Bruce Willis was a, was a lop-eared bunny. Yeah. And basically, they fight camels. Or I guess Let's leave it at that. Dromedaries. Middle dromedaries? Eastern dromedaries. Single hump. Yes. What do they call it, though? Uh. Anamorphications or uh, you, you do anthropomorphic. A anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and this uh, has been our vocabulary lesson for the week. It's a whole new session. We hey, really, I'm sick. I want okay. some music. No, but Cut me I, some slack. I teach you a word a week. At least I knew anthropomorphic, but I didn't know how to fit it in that sentence. <laughs> and plus, I got kind of the right area of letters. Okay, just make your point. Anyways. But we should put a link to uh, to the DVD and Blu-ray off Family I don't Planet. know if you can, can you? If it's on, if it's on, yeah, it's on Amazon. On your site? Oh, sure you can. I, I oh, can okay. find a way. Okay. But it, it basically... What can I do? I will say this much. It played out for me like uh, just a video game. I felt like I was watching Call of Duty or something <laughs> like that. Duty. Really? Yeah. Really? You teach me a new word, and then you take me down to another level. Is that how it is? It's a roller coaster the way it goes. me, Lon Lopez. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're admitting If you're going to love me, you have to know how it is. Okay. Fine. We'll talk when we get home. Uh-huh. Anyways, I liked it. It was fun. It was a little long. 22 minutes? 
I mean, it's carnage. I mean, it's yeah. once yeah, it gets I was, started, I didn't it feel is it so is, much is, plot as just unrelenting. And carnage. it is it, again, it is episode one, and they're hoping that the, oh, the profits they make off of selling the DVD and Blu-ray will finance. Well, more it really episodes. is just one episode. It's at this just point. the first episode, twenty-two minutes, and it's not. You keep saying it's like a small studio, or whatever, but it's like for them to do what they did. I mean, I didn't stay watch the whole credits, but that I mean, small studio. We're talking like a team of animators and. Whatever. So but it I mean, still could have been a lot of people that were doing it for love. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, you know. but I'm just saying that what they did. It's not small potatoes. And it's I'd not see, considering. And I've seen many independent American CG things that look like crap right. compared to what that was. Yes. Oh, this was. Pro- this could have been released as a Pixar film. Is that good? <laughs> Pixar would not release that film. I'm just saying, though. I mean, it could have. I mean that's that kind of quality. It'll it'll stand I, next to any I, I Pixar film. I think I understand what you're saying as far as as far as animation. Yes. If yes. the gunshot rubber bands, then you might be okay. okay. Yeah. Well, so we, we leave you with that strange thought and strange image. You're welcome, listeners, fandroids. Uh, so if you have questions, comments, compliments, commentary, if you have something in a strange corner of fandom that we should be checking out and talking about, go back to fanboyplanet.com for the links from this show. Let us know. <laughs> And in the meantime, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I'm Lon, forgot to mention something. Lopez, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. I'm Nate, constantly getting up and leaving the podcast, Costa. Well, wow, I thought that was very alliterative. It was good. <laughs> and I'm Rick Brett Snyder, reminding you to use your powers only for good. Keep well, America. Sorry, that was bad. Cut it. Um, cut it. No. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.